0: I was going through some old notes today and I came across some things that uh, God had given me at the very beginning of this year for our church. One of them is right here, the year of opportunity, an opportunity to grow, an opportunity to see great and mighty things. And I, I believe that we have seen that. For the most part, perhaps not in the dimension that God might have had envisioned, but I believe there 's much that that is yet to be possessed, and between now and the end of the year I, I think it would be good for all of us to begin once we get through all of the holiday season and Christmas and family and all of that turn our hearts toward what what we really need to be about, and that 's our father 's business, and seek the Lord, refocus uh, reconnect tonight. I want to begin, and it may be a little bit heavy i don 't want it to be that way, but I just feel led to go to this passage of scripture i acts chapter twenty eight verse twenty four and the scripture said, and some believed the things which were spoken, and some believed not. Paul had been delivered to Rome after having gone through the terrible shipwreck and then several months on an island, and now he is in Roman custody, and he is given the freedom, the liberty to preach and he does that and this is what the scripture says is the outcome of his preaching and some believed the things which were spoken and some believed not and when they agreed not among themselves they departed after that Paul had spoken one word well spake the holy ghost by isaiah the prophet Unto our fathers. This is what Paul left them with when they were in the throes and the dilemmas of believing or not believing. He reminded them of what God had given to Isaiah the prophet, that was a prophecy of his people and of times to come, and it is referenced no less than five times in the New Testament. And this is what Isaiah prophesied, verse 26, saying, go unto this people and say, hearing you shall hear and shall not understand, and seeing ye shall see and not perceive. At first reading of that verse, it would seem that God had asked of them something they were incapable of doing, But that's not the case at all. Go on and read the rest of it. For the heart of this people is wax gross or it is heavy. It is dull. It is insensitive. It is calloused. And because their heart has become insensitive, their ears are dull of hearing and their eyes have they closed lest they should see lest they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears and understand with their heart and should be converted and i should heal them what a spiritual tragedy What a spiritual tragedy. I want to read this from a few other translations. If you need to be seated, you can be seated. I know some of you are tired and some of us uh, don't know when to let people sit down, but you can be seated. That's good. You've stood up long enough tonight. But let me read to you from some other translations that will help give you a, a little broader sense of what uh, this particular prophecy and these words mean in perhaps a little uh, clearer language. Verse 26, the New Living Translation said, go and say to this people, when you hear what I say, you will not understand. And when you see what I do, you will not comprehend. So when you see what I When you hear what I say, you will not understand. And when you see what I do, you will not comprehend. And this is the reason. For the heart of these people are hardened. And their ears cannot hear. And they have closed their eyes. So their eyes cannot see and their ears cannot hear. Their hearts cannot understand And they cannot turn to me and let me heal them. Let me read from the uh, living version. It says, go to this people and say, you will keep on hearing, but will not understand. You will keep looking, but will never see. For the heart of this people has become dull Their ears can barely hear, and they have shut their eyes. Otherwise, they might see with their eyes and hear with their ears and understand with their hearts. Then they would turn back, and I would heal them. One more translation, the Amplified Bible said, Go to this people and say to them, You will indeed hear and hear with your ears, but will not understand. And you will indeed look and look with your eyes, but will not see nor perceive or have knowledge of or become acquainted with what you look at at all. For the heart, the understanding, the soul of this people has grown dull, stupid, hardened, calloused, and their ears are heavy and hard of hearing, and they have shut Tight their eyes so that they may not perceive, and have and have knowledge, and become acquainted with their eyes, and ear and hear with their ears, and understand with their soul, and turn to me and be converted that I may heal them. I want to talk to you for a little while tonight about the danger of unresponsiveness, the danger of unresponsiveness. I think the songwriter perhaps captured my feelings best when they wrote, if we ever needed the Lord before, we sure do need him now. I don't know how many of you keep up with the news and the happenings in our world and culture, but if you are halfway aware of what's going on in our country right now. You cannot help but be sickened and saddened by the debacle of our system as it is operating right now. We have lost sense of some very important things, and I believe that there is a great spiritual decline that has been going on for some time in our country. And it is becoming very blatantly evident that we are spiraling out of control when it comes to spiritual matters. I believe that the great problem of the hour in which we live is that we suffer from a lost sense of the eternal. We have lost contact with the eternal, the other world. And we live in the present We live in the material and we are absorbed with the mundane and we have no interest in the unseen, that world in which God dwells. We need an awakening in our country in the most desperate way. And I believe that the key and the seed to that awakening is in this building tonight. Amen. I'm not looking for Congress to come up with a solution. I'm looking for the church to awaken to its potential. And I believe that God is waiting for us to awaken. You know, as bad as it is and as wicked as it may be, everything that is needed for conversion and revival in this country and in our world right now is already in place. It's not coming. It's already here. If you don't believe that, go read the story of the rich man and Lazarus. And when the rich man died and found himself in that undesired place called hell, the Bible said he lifted up his eyes and he pled for just a drop of water to be put on his tongue because it was parched and he was in torment. And the Lord said, I can't do that for you. And so all of a sudden, he became a missionary. It's amazing how many missionaries there must be in hell that are wanting somebody to go back and tell them, don't come here. And you know what the Lord said? The Lord said, no, that won't work because I've already got set in place Everything that they need to be converted, all they need to do is learn how to respond to what's already in place. The prophets and Moses are there. And if they won't hear the prophets and Moses, they won't hear somebody that's come back from the dead. You know what that tells me? That tells me that no matter how wicked this world becomes, no matter how corrupt our, our country is, no matter how messed up our government system is, there is already in place all of the ingredients necessary for a great revival that can sweep through our country if we will only awaken and realize what is already here. It's already within our grasp. It is already within our Hands and our disposal. Amen. We have only to respond to what God has already put in place and become aware of what God has already put in place. Amen. Do we need revival? In the worst kind of way. In the worst kind of way. But we need to stop praying for revival to come from out there and start praying that it will be revealed right here because the ingredients are here do you think that God in his wisdom would have created what he created in this world and he would have done all that he did in investing in us and come to this hour and be at a lack or in a position of of, of defeat when it comes to stopping the tide or turning the tide of evil I am convinced that right now Moses and the Prophets are in the land, and all that we've got to do is learn to respond to what God already has put in place, and there will be a revival, and there will be a conversion that will shake this world and will empty hell. Amen. Or it will prevent some from going there, at least I should say. Spiritual illumination is what we need in this hour more than we need any other kind of illumination or understanding. We need an awakening toward the eternal and a desire and a susceptibility toward that. But we have to understand that the means that God is going to use to bring this about are already within our grasp. Amen. We've got to lift our hearts toward him. We've got to desire it. If we're going to see revival, somebody's got to become hungry for it. If we're going to see a restoration, somebody's got to reach for it. If there's going to be a move of God, somebody's got to have a hunger somewhere inside that said, you know what? I am not satisfied just going through my little routine, having my little safe world that I'm living in. Everything's good around me and and all is well with me and mine, but we need a hunger that reaches beyond and sees the chaos that we're living in and say, God, send peace among us. Send the glory of. God into our midst. Reveal yourself to us in this hour. Amen. Somebody said amen. amen. I think most of you understand, really, I believe all of us understand that man is fearfully and wonderfully made. And if you don't believe that, just go pick up a child, a baby, and look at the beauty and the wonder of what all God has done and how he orchestrated and ordered every member of the body The hand is not in the, in the wrong location and the foot is not the hand, attached to the hand and, and the eyes are not in the toes and the toes are not on the head. I mean, God ordered the body and when you look at that, you understand that God understands order and He knows where everything is supposed to be and God gave us means by which He could communicate with us. They are our senses, our eyes, our ears, our heart, and those are the things that God uses. They are the channels through which we experience life and all that God gave us in our creation are to be channels and avenues through which he can speak to us. How can we understand God if if we do not have a means of communication, if there's if there's not a way that God can speak and reveal Himself, and so God has given us those things: our eyes, our ears, most importantly, our heart, because according to what we read here, our heart affects the eyes and the ears, and so it's our our our, our inner being that spiritual man the sensitivity of life is what helps us be able to understand and those channels that God uses God has given us those things and and he stimulates them to awaken us and to stir us and God gave us these helps our eyes so that we could see and and not just see but perceive, be able to understand, and, and ears that can hear but not just listen, but that you can truly hear and understand. You, you see, I think most all of you are listening to me right now, but not everybody is hearing me because it takes intentionality to hear somebody. you got to be focused you've got to be looking at them. Amen. Now, some of you husbands know exactly what i 'm talking about right now, but the best way to get yourself in trouble when your wife is talking to you is not be looking at her, looking out the backyard at something else you 're listening, but you 're not hearing, and this is what had happened to. Israel. They had been listening perhaps, but they had not been hearing what God was saying because they weren't paying attention. They weren't focused on him. They were focused on their materialism. They were focused on their world. They were focused on themselves, their their pleasures, their desires, and all that they wanted. And And God was trying to speak to them and give them direction and help them and bless them and point them in a better direction and and, and they contented themselves that they had ears and, oh, I I hear, I'm listening, but I'm not hearing. And because they were unable to hear, not just listen to God, but hear from God, they were unable to respond to him. They were unable to respond to the stimuli that God had sent to their spirit to stir them to seek him or to pray or, or, or to, to move toward him or to move in the direction that he is speaking to them. And so God gives them the means and the mechanism and the channels through which he can operate and yet they are clueless. They have no idea what God is really up to. They have no idea what God's really trying to do because they are listening, but they're not paying attention. Their heart had become heavy. Now, what's interesting, when I read this a while back, it's been several months ago, my, I was struck with how the Scripture states their condition. It doesn't say that they could not hear That's one thing when you cannot hear. That's a tragedy. But they would not hear. They chose to turn it off. They chose to tune him out. They chose to ignore what they were hearing. How many people are guilty in this building right now of setting an alarm, and when it goes off, Just keep right on sleeping or pretending you're sleeping. Yeah. We're conditioning our mind to not respond to that sound. Now, we set the alarm because we know we need an alarm and we need to get up. But when we refuse to respond to it, we are conditioning ourselves to not be able to respond when we need to. And the tragedy is that's what happened to people in life when God's trying to move and God's trying to speak. They, they, are, they are so absorbed at, in what they're wanting that when that alarm goes off, it interrupts what they're wanting. It interrupts their lifestyle. It interrupts their plans. It interrupts their whatever. And, and they're, you know, it's too inconvenient. You know, God sometimes calls on me at the worst time. Why can't God call on me in the daytime? Why does he have to call on me in the night? Why does God need to speak to me in those moments when I, I'd rather be sleeping? Because I tend to be much more sensitive when I respond in those moments. But you know what? You can override that. We, My wife and I first... Uh, came to Houston in 1979 to assist brother Jones in uh, Mount Houston uh, church we we rented a home right over the flight pattern of Intercontinental Airport we didn't know that at the time but we found it it was pretty it was new we were we were just enjoyed we'd never had anything like that and so we yeah we want it and I'll never forget The first day we showed up, we're there in the house and all of a sudden it sounded like a freight train was about to come through our house. I thought, oh my Lord, there's a crash and and you run out the door and you look up and there's the belly of that 747. Looks like you could reach up and touch it. And the the windows, I mean the house is, and I'm thinking, oh Lord, we have made... A mistake. We have made a mistake. We'll never be able to sleep. And for about a week and a half, we didn't. But you know what's amazing? If you live long enough with that sound, it's not long before you start tuning it out. And it's still happening. You're just not responding to it. And that's the danger of the hour in which we live. It is not that God is not moving, but there are far too many people in this world and I'm one of them many times that I am unresponsive when God is moving or God is speaking because I'm too absorbed or because I have become so accustomed to the sound that I just tune it out. And that's what cost Israel a deep spiritual visitation. Amen. It cost Israel. A, it's why God had to move to the Gentile because the Jews would not open themselves to what he had done in their world because they, they, they had learned how to turn that, that, that volume off. He learned how to filter it. My dad, God bless him, he was a master. My mother could be talking 90 miles an hour and he could be behind that newspaper and not hear a word she said. Oh, he heard it, but he didn't hear it. Yeah. You know what happens spiritually? We can become the same way. We can get so used to coming to church and it becomes a social thing. It's what we do. It's what we are. But there's no real visitation of the Lord. There's no real shaking. There's no real stirring in our spirit. There's not a deep hunger that said, God, you've got to be doing something in this hour. You wouldn't let this hour become the worst hour. I believe the scripture says that at at, at, at evening time there shall be light. I do believe the scripture says that the latter house shall be greater than the former house. So I am still believing that what God is wanting to do do in the end time, is to surpass what he did in the beginning. But if we are not awake and we are not responsive to that, it's very likely that the same thing will happen to us that happened to Israel. We have ears, but we cannot hear, and we have eyes, but we cannot see because the heart is too heavy. It's too dull. It's too... What? what how, how does the heart become heavy? Overindulgence uh, makes us that way in the natural. But I believe that spiritually, when we allow our heart to become overburdened with all of these cares and worries and concerns and frustrations and aggravations and fears... And doubts, all of that baggage that just keeps mounting up and mounting up. And and we don't do with those things what the scripture says, cast all your cares on me. We, we, we've we not learned how to unburden ourselves. And so we just keep piling all. It's just like the, the guy standing there at the carousel and every piece of luggage that's coming out. They just keep putting another one on top and another. And pretty soon you can't see them for the stuff. And I wonder sometimes if you and I are not guilty of allowing these things to build up and build up the pressures of life and the worries and the concerns and the busyness and, and the this and the that and the other. And we just keep, we, we just keep bringing, come on, come on, yeah, I, I'll take that, I, I'll do that. And we, over, we, we overload life, we overload our hearts. And when God starts trying to move and talk to us, we got so much clutter to get through. We can't get to the door to let him in. Amen. That's what happened to Israel. They had eyes, but they couldn't see. They had heart. It's not that they couldn't. They wouldn't. It's really the truth. They would not. They they just they refused. They they just said, No, I, I don't want to hear that. I, I I don't I don't want to believe that. I don't want to think that. And, and you and I are no different than they were, that we have the same ability to tune God out. Or we can say, you know what? I just, I, I just, I, I don't, I don't want to hear that. I, I don't, I refuse to look. You know, it's amazing. You cannot change what you will not admit I've dealt with a lot of people in life that had some serious problems, but I've never seen one of them changed that would not admit that they had a problem. I've talked to people and I've counseled people and my brothers talked with people and counseled people that live in a state of denial and they can give you a long, long list of all the reasons for what they did, and none of them really make sense, and none of them are viable. But in their mind, in their mind, what they're doing is they they're avoiding the fact that there's a problem there, and so they just refuse. I just i'm not going. I'm not looking that way. I, I'm not. I'm not going there. It's amazing how many things in life we can close ourselves to. Eyes that cannot see because they close. One translation said they close their eyes. You know, like, I don't want to see it. Don't don't preach to me like that, preacher. Don't don't I don't, I don't like. I, I don't want to hear that. Close our eyes. Close our ears. And in the in, in the aftermath of all of that, we have eliminated the very channels that God uses to communicate with us and send His blessings and His power into our lives. They resisted the truth. You know I, I'm in a little bit of denial right now. I'm sure some of you are too i I, I don't want to confess too much tonight. Yeah. But I think if we were all to be really honest with ourselves, that we're all in, we're we're all guilty of some kind of denial. Well, no, I'm I'm not really, uh, I, I I I am in control of my life. You know, somebody said I can resist anything but temptation. and i now i'm not I'm not talking about gross sin, please don't i'm talking about I need to go on a diet, and I just keep telling myself i'm not i'm not I'm not that bad. you probably need to go on one too. This is not a good time to be talking about that. I don't even know why I brought that up probably some of you are gonna have a guilt conscious and you're gonna i'm gonna ruin your Christmas holidays, but you know it's just it's one of those things that we 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 just we We don't want to hear it, we don't want to believe it, and so we just resist it i i resist- I, I I resist that, and the truth is, in resisting that, we have closed a door that God could use to help us. ears that have grown heavy, the ears that are closed you just, not interested in hearing anymore. That when, when 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 the truth is being spoken, we're 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 sticking our hands our fingers in our ear. We're la, 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 You know, just anything we can do to divert ourselves from the truth of what's going on, we just turn it off. No, I'm not interested. And because of that. The very channels that God had given man by which he could communicate with them and he could do great things for them had been completely eliminated and God had no way of helping them. Insensitive, calloused. Amen. This is what I feel like the Holy Ghost has talked to me about today. I have to make sure That the channels that God has given me to communicate with me, to draw me near to him, to convict me, to to awaken me. That I never allow those channels to be compromised. It's a tragic spiritual condition to have ears and not hear. To have eyes and not see. Amen. How many? How many? How can my eyes be compromised? How can my ears be compromised? How can my heart? Let's talk about the heart. How can my heart be compromised? My heart can be compromised when god touches it and i refuse to respond to it when god stirs it and i refuse to acknowledge it how can my ears be compromised when god speaks but i don't want to hear what he has to say and so i i become insensitive And even though that voice is speaking, it's like my illustration a while ago, nobody's perceiving, nobody's hearing what's being said. The plane is still there. The noise is still there. But my mind has learned how to filter that out so that it doesn't affect me like, God help me. I don't want to get in that kind of spiritual condition. And church, I'm telling you right now, I I am not fearful of what this world is coming to. I already know. I've read the book. I know what this world is coming to. I'm not afraid of what might happen. What I am concerned about is that God has prepared for this hour a revival. God has prepared for this hour an outpouring and it is my responsibility to become a channel through which that can happen and if that's going to happen, God's going to have to have some channels through which he can work through in my life. He's got to have ears that can hear And eyes that can see and a heart that can perceive if God is going to be able to do what he wants to do in this hour. The danger of insensitivity. The dangerous way to live. Man, it's a dangerous way to live. Insensitive. It's a tragic way. Praise God. Let's stand together. Closed eyes. Eyes that... Are not troubled by the truth ears that are covered so that they cannot hear or will not hear. amen. I need my heart pierced by what God is speaking and what God is doing I believe i I, I know this, I know what I felt stirring in my my spirit that is more carnal than it needs to be right now it 's more It's more insensitive than it really needs. But I know in that little bit that I felt that God is trying to stir up something in this world of one last great revival. Amen. And in the midst of all the chaos, pour out his spirit in a measure of Great falling away. You believe that. I believe. I mean, I understand that's in Scripture, but I also believe that there's going to be light at evening time. I believe there's going to be a a, a spiritual house that's going to be greater than the former house. I still believe that there's going to be a move of God. Amen. And it's, it's here. It's not coming. It's already here. It's already in place. Moses and the prophets are there. If they're going to respond, they're going to have to respond to them. The tragedy is in not being able to respond to what's there, what God has put in place. He said, even if I sent somebody from the dead, if they're not going to listen to Moses and the prophet, they're not going to hear him. And the truth is, if we are not able to respond to what God has put in place, it wouldn't matter if he sent 10,000 angels from heaven. We wouldn't be able to respond to that either. God, help me to be sensitive right here. Open my ears that I can hear. Help me touch my eyes that I can see. God, help me. My heart would not be dull. It would not be insensitive. It would not be calloused. Would you just close your eyes for a moment? Amen Lord, would you touch us tonight? Would you touch us tonight? Amen. Many people are restless and they're unhappy today many people but they're unwilling to embrace the lifestyle that will free them and bring them happiness. The crowds came to Jesus because they were enamored by his spiritual power and his personality, but they could not continue because of the level of commitment that he asked of them. You see, the antecedent to the higher life that Jesus came to reveal is in surrendering to him and for the same reason that they refused. This spiritual motive is not attractive in our day either. But oh, today God, if you can do anything, help me. Touch my ears that I might hear and my eyes that I might see. And most importantly, my heart that I might feel, that I might have a sensitivity toward what you are doing and what you are trying to do in this world. The revival, the the move of your spirit that this world needs so desperately. Father, we thank you tonight that you care enough about us to visit us. You do not leave us. You have visited us. You visit us tonight. How many times, Lord, have you come speaking, moving. God, I pray that we would ever be sensitive to that, that we would ever have ears that are tuned to that spiritual call and eyes that are acquainted with the visitation of your spirit and a heart that can sense your nearness. Oh, God, you're in this place right now. We want to make room for you tonight. You're here right now, God. We want to make room for you in our lives. We, we want to open our hearts to you. We want to open our spirits to you. We want to learn to say yes to you, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. God, right now, I pray that you will help us to be able to respond. Oh, God, to be able to respond, to feel that stirring of your spirit, to sense that nearness of your presence, to hear that still, small voice, to see the glory of the Lord revealed in this place. Eyes that can look beyond the present that can look beyond the temporal and see the eternal, eyes that can look beyond the moment and see the meaning. Oh, God, help us tonight to be responsive, to be sensitive to your spirit. I wish somebody in this building would lift your voice to him right now and let's talk to him. Oh, God, Help me to be sensitive. Help me, oh God, to be attuned to your voice. To be attuned to your spirit. To visit, Lord, with us. For us to be able to respond. For us to be able to move. To be able to move. For man cannot come except the Spirit draw him. God, we want you to draw us. If I be lifted up, I will draw all men unto me. That's what you said, Lord. Oh, God, I want want that sensitivity of Spirit, mind, heart, And will allow you to do what you want to do That will give you the room, that will give you a channel through which you can operate Hallelujah Here I am Lord, oh yes, yes here I am